0: I have a vision, very clear vision. I have a mission and I have my core values. And then when I go to meet people, if they don't align with any of those, we don't hang out. It's, it's either towards or away, building, destroying, binary decision, no confusion, makes me make decisions fast. And I put my stake in the ground with those vision, mission, core values. I'm very clear with it, I promote it to people. And if they don't like it, they people don't hang it. around. Yep, Simple as that.
1: Everybody, warm welcome, Mike C. Rock Soracco. Let's go.
2: What's up, Mike? What's up, fellas? Yeah, thanks,
0: thanks for, for coming. Thanks in. for having me back. Yes, in studio this time. Live. It's oh, better person. than being virtual. Better yeah, yeah. than virtual. Dude, this so. is
2: crazy because
1: you know we've been connected for quite some time now, and this is our first time meeting in person. Yep. Right. Yep. It doesn't feel that way. <laughs> nah,
0: it's wild, man. I mean, Clubhouse and then Clubhouse. virtual zooms. Yep. But, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, surprised how tall you are, actually. You know, you, you don't know how, like. And well, I'm surprised sure, how short you are. I was okay. going to say, I'm 5'7", but my bean, I could probably fill up Dallas. Dallas is pretty big. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised oh, yeah. how spread oh, out yeah. it is here. But, uh, yeah, man, it's cool. Cool to be in person.
1: So my first question I have for you I wanted to kick this off with um, is about unlocking self-identity for success, right? Uh, you emphasize the importance of understanding who you are. As the foundation of success, could you guide us through the process of, you know, self-identification and its significance in achieving your goals and your dreams?
0: Yeah, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people like you, like you guys have, and uh, five hundred some people, celebrities, athletes, all the way down to people just on to come up, right? And the most challenging times of people's lives is when they've come into something with their business where it's failed they've had a setback, mm. and then they, they've identified with their business and they call that their vehicle. I'm, I'm sorry, they call that their identity and it, when it's actually their vehicle, right? So too many people identify with what they do instead of who they are. And that happened to me in 2018 when the mortgage company that we had built uh, for seven years came crumbling down and I started to realize like, who am I? Uh, I, I, was, I was a mortgage professional mm. division manager and here that was gone. And I felt like my identity was gone. And so I realized at that moment that it's more important about who you are, not what you do. And then you really have to do a a search and go on a journey seeking out who you are. And I don't know if that just happens in your 40s. Maybe it's midlife crisis or something because I did that in my 40s. But if we can teach people how to do that younger and realize that what you're in doing is not your identity, it's your vehicle. What did you do? You said
1: you went through that. What Mm -hmm. was it for you? What was your journey and how did that look?
0: So I think my thing started really with once I realized that like my vehicle was gone, which was my identity, it was gone. I started personal development. I started reading a lot. I started looking for people that were further along the journey than me to study them and just immerse myself in their content. And it started with the book, The 10X Rule. Um, I didn't know who Grant was. Grant Cardone was at the time. And I was thinking bigger all the time, but I didn't. Like, I didn't feel right. Something felt wrong. And because of the people around me were looking at me funny when I was talking about big dreams, big visions. And I felt like I had a cage around me. So I uh, I read the 10X rule because my brother introduced me to it. He said, this guy sounds like you. You should take a look at him. <laughs> he sounds like <laughs> you. And I, and I read it, and, and I was like validated for the first time. I said, holy cow, wait a minute. And it said, the one thing I picked out of it, not thinking big, not the 10X rule and all that, the one thing that got me was uh, the people around you are the crazy ones you're not the crazy one Ooh. they're just confused oh right they're reflecting they're giving up they're and they're reflecting upon you you're 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 fine even though you feel like an oddball you're fine just lean into it and it was like a switch went off and then i just i decided to get known and uh from there the rest is
2: history mm. So, I mean that's yeah. shoot that applies. I think that anyone can take that message. So, right? so I, yeah, hundred yeah.
1: percent. So basically, if I'm hearing the message right, so if you're in a journey of self-discovery, trying to figure out your identity, go pick up Grant Cardone's book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> need <laughs> that
0: validation, man. You need that validation to realize that you're not you're not crazy. But actually, I felt hold, like
1: that. hold on. Who was it that told you to go pick up the book? You said somebody told you. My, to my pick brother Casey. Your brother. Yeah. See, okay, my younger so,
0: brother He's 11 years younger than me.
1: So let's dive into that real yeah. quick. So your younger brother who. Probably knows you pretty well. Yeah, Says, yep. you sound like this. Is like this guy sounds like you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he pointed you to a different energy to, to that energy, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's important too, maybe to lean on the people that are around you that know you the best.
0: Well, that, yeah, that goes to saying, surround yourself with the right people. See, the thing is, is I was always wanting to go hard and push people hard, but I was always worried they'd leave. Mm. If if my employees, I push them too hard, they'd leave. Uh, The people around me, friends, if I call them out for being out of shape or not doing what they need to do, I was afraid they'd leave. Right. But that's not the thing you need to do. Like you, you need to lean into that kind of stuff. Be you that's who you are. Like, that's who I was, right? Mm-hmm. I need to be that person. And then if it drives people away, they're just not the right people for your environment. Mm. Because those people that leave are the ones that would hold you back anyway. Yes. The people that are going to help you thrive and elevate, they'll stay around and surround you. So I learned that. And my brother taught me that. He, my younger brother taught me that with that, that lesson. Um, and so it is important to surround yourself with the right people. So does
2: that boil down to basically being accountable and holding others accountable?
0: Yeah, well, I think, yeah, you said it first. Be yourself a leader first, and then you can lead other people. Mm-hmm. Can't hold anybody accountable if you're not holding yourself accountable. For sure. Yeah,
1: 100%. So, okay, let's talk about unstoppable success, all right? Uh, your journey has been about becoming unstoppable. Can you share some advice on igniting igniting that mindset of continuously striving and, you know, always uh, looking for more and to – not settle
0: well you know i told the story before and i wrote the book rocket fuel and in the book it has a story about my dad throwing a hundred dollar bill at me and saying you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day i want to get into the details right now but That was a challenge to me to never need that hundred dollar bill. Does this bring back flashbacks? I remember. I remember. Yeah. Does that bring back flashbacks? (laughs) When I walked in here, these roll over the floor, and I was like, "What's going on here?" (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There it is. Does that bring back flashbacks? And so now you get me fired up. There's a now I'm I'm ready to run through something. Let's go. That's what the thing is. Like when that happened, I was like, "I'm not going to need that money." And so for thirty years, I drove off of that. I drove off of that. Right. What I found to realize though is when you use negative like energy negative events it's toxic fuel right it's Mm -hmm. it only takes you so far so what i started to realize once i went through finding out who i was right i found out that that fuel takes you only so far what's the next fuel once your engine is refined what fuel do you need you need like a higher octane and the higher octane is what you're just talking about thinking about being unstoppable the next level where is it when i wanted to get known i was thinking how big i want to get known and i was like global no no and I saw UFOs on the news. And I'm like, if there's aliens. Let the aliens know who we are. Let's right? go. And that was the challenge. So that was when you think that way and then you put a, a really big goal out in front of you, unrealistic, unreasonable, mm-hmm. that's higher octane fuel. That takes you to another level. So that's what it's all about for me. It's all about fuel.
2: What What would you say to somebody who's thinking small? You know they're thinking small, right? Maybe you're coaching them, somebody you're coaching, and you know they're just thinking small. And I fall into this. Oh, Trevor I, and I actually both fall. Trevor yeah, is out yeah, there. Yep. Yeah. Right. Trevor's thinking big and I'm probably more because I'm like the compliance guy. Right. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like thinking, thinking how that. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, bro. Yeah. How that. Plays I'm like, I, I'm like, yeah. I got to smack you a little bit. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not, reading
1: all these books. So, I got a 10x, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, mindset right, right. And he's and bringing, like, he's bringing bro.
2: this, he's bringing that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But, you know, so <laughs> how do you how do you coach somebody? Right. To change that mindset.
0: Well, I think all of us need it. All of us think small at some point. We, we don't know what we're really capable of. We really don't. We, we have Agreed. no idea what the potential is. So Agreed. I think that we should all rely on each other to challenge each other, um, to be bigger, to think bigger, but to, to show other people you believe in them. And, you know, because if you think about it, we all have gaps. And we have blind spots. And if you look at it from a 30,000-foot view for, from somebody that you're around and share, like, what you see from your point of view, your aspect, your viewpoint, I think viewpoints are very important. Where are you viewing it from like i'm viewing myself from here and it's a different view than you would have of me than mm. you would have of me we were watching this video that um we just put together the speaker reel uh before this started and i'm sitting there watching And some of those are memories some of those are older and i'm like i, I don't even remember being there it's so mm. weird because i was in this perspective but when i watch it from this perspective over here it's just it's like a, almost like an out of body experience so i think that's that's the advantage we have when we're talking to someone and i'm looking at a friend It's a different point of view and we can see something differently in them. And I just basically challenge that and I'll have that
1: conversation with people. Well, I think what you just said, I want to give you a mic drop for. So it's um, looking and having a belief in someone, right, and being able to uh, speak into somebody's uh, dreams or or their their passions or their goals or whatever it is that you see in them. Um, Because I know for myself, you know, when I've had somebody that believed in me, who I looked up to that like absolutely drove drove me, mm-hmm. you know, a lot farther, a lot faster. Because maybe it was because I don't want to let them down. Maybe it's just because it yeah. like it feels good to have someone in your corner, like your cheerleader or whatever. Right? Can you speak to that? Who was it for you when you were going through that moment of the self doubt? Maybe was there somebody that was like, Hey, C Rock, dude, you got this, man. You know, I think I've Was always your been. your brother?
0: The, well, no, I've always been the guy that in most crowds that people rely on and look to for inspiration. So I, I feel like a lot of the people I don't want to let down, like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So when I surround myself with people, I feel like I have to I have to win. I have, I can't, I don't have time to quit or let up. I, I can't. Now, quit. By the way, I don't want to say that because quit is a good thing when it's on the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, I can't let up. I can't, I can't yeah, keep
1: people
2: are dependent on me. I got to, yeah. I got to do it. Well, yeah. you know,
1: I, it reminds me it. of, um, so you were at 10 X growth conference last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the one in Vegas, yeah. right? Yeah. Tom Brady. You, did you watch his speech or his interview?
0: I left before he went You on. left? Yeah. You missed Tom Brady, I missed man. Tom Come Brady. On, I man. know. Well, we no. didn't know who the freaking speakers were. Yeah. So I had, had to go somewhere. I had to weigh the options. Do I see who's coming on or do I leave for this other thing I had to go to? Well, I thought yeah. his
1: driver, his motivator yeah. was just winning. Well, I heard that part. This would not be great. Yeah. Like you just want to be great. You want to be a winner. No, his, his big driver was not letting people down. Okay. Yeah. And I think over, over time of being called the goat and everything else, like you, you, you have this on your shoulder. Yeah. He just didn't want to let everyone down. He was. But
0: Trevor, here's the thing. So that is picking up everybody else's goals, Mm. right? Everybody has their expectations. It's, it's basically picking up their goals into yours. So this is something I've been working on is causing and creating my own future and being self-determined in my own way. Not, not like worrying about what other people think I should be doing or where I should be. Where do I wanna be? Where should I be based on my decisions? And um, that, that's been a huge thing for me because now I'm not picking up everybody else's goals. And then you feel like sometimes when I'm picking up your goals and I'm picking up my wife's goals and I'm picking up my kids and my brother, it all, they start to conflict. Mm-hmm. And then there's a confliction going on. Then you get stuck in indecision. Mm -hmm. And there's chaos and confusion and you can't be successful when there's chaos and confusion.
2: Mm.
0: So self-determined.
1: How do you prioritize in a, in a, like I'm using myself for an example. Like I've got a lot of things I'm working on, a lot of projects, you know, I'm writing a book, got some courses I'm working on, some things like that. Like I got a bunch of big things I'm working on. And sometimes I run into the issue of prioritization and because I'm trying to do so much all at the same time, how, what, what kind of, uh, advice coach me, well, Rock, so, I need your help. So
0: <laughs> I had the same issue in the past and I have a, a friend, Alexa, you might know her Alexa Diagostino. Um, we met her from clubhouse and she just rides me about this. Yeah. And so I listened. And the thing is what I do now is, um, I think it was, I think it was Gina Wickman. Somebody talked about a rock pile. And so – and I like that because my name's C-Rock. So <laughs> <laughs> I put every idea I have in a rock pile, okay. things that I want to get done, do this and that. And we just pick things off the rock pile and do it at maybe three things at a time. Not at the same time, but three things over a period of time. When we're done one of them, we'll pick up another one. Mm. And then anytime we think of an idea, as long as it's not something instantaneous that can generate revenue right away or make things easier immediately, mm-hmm. put it on the rock pile. And I don't sweat it because mm. if you don't do that, you put it into your queue mm-hmm. here – and you get and chaos and confusion again. Now you're juggling the rocks. Yeah, and, that, and then your and heart then starts dropping. beating more. Your chest is tighter. you're you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want
1: that. Yeah, I get into that. I get into that uh, personally, where I'm. I, yeah. I start juggling all these different projects, and they're not always something that can just be yep. done like within a short amount of time. Because yep. normally, if it's something short and easy, I'll just get it get it taken care of. But yeah. if it's a project, all of a sudden well, I'm juggling projects. Use the rock pile. Okay. Use the
0: rock pile, but also you have to have team. Hmm. Right? You can't do everything yourself. Yeah, And I don't know what your, if you, like what your team looks like and all that, but yeah. uh, you have to have team and I have team. And, and I just saw something, Dan Martell, um, man, I love that guy, he's awesome. He just wrote a book called Buy Back Your Time. And in that, he talks about the order of what you should hire in business. And number one is taking low leverage items off, which is yep. admin, take that out of the way. The next thing is fulfillment in your business. So when you sell something, you should be able to hand it off to your team. And then the next thing from there is marketing. And the next thing is sales. So, but, but when you, as you hire these, you can start delegating some of those things and you can get more done. But if you are by yourself, you need to make sure you have that rock pile. You're picking things off that you can handle by yourself. And as your team grows, you can pick more things off the rock pile
1: faster. That's good. Now I like great. that. That's great advice. That's great. Yeah. So what, what is next for you? Where are you going? You, I know you wanted to uh, talk to the aliens, so let's talk about aliens. <laughs> Apparently we got aliens. Aliens. we got aliens. Joe Rogan says we got aliens. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, I don't The know. government says we got aliens. But I don't know if it's there Independence is. Independence Day up
0: in here. <laughs> I said if there is. I want them to know who I am and what I do. But – we just, uh, we, you know, I, I had a lot of success in podcasting. Um, I've been on over 900 shows, including my own since only three and a half years. Yeah, wow. And last April, 2022, I decided to start helping other people do the same thing I did. Mm-hmm. And we created a, a podcast agency, a booking agency, and it's called that one agency. All right. That, okay. love it. that, that one, one agency. Damn. And in that, when I was going through this, I started to realize something that we were helping people get on shows, which is great. Fulfilling, they're paying us all these hundred dollars and thousands of dollars mm-hmm. And we were fulfilling, no problem, doing good. What we said we were going to do. However, people were getting on shows and didn't have their product or service dialed in. They didn't have it packaged, polished, and uh, my, my partner Cullen over there says the three P's: packaged, polished, and positioned. But he says in different orders. <laughs> and they didn't have them. They didn't have it all ready to go. And they didn't have their message dialed in. They didn't have their avatar dialed in of who they were going to go to. And they're going on shows, and then their end game isn't getting accomplished. And I wasn't mm. okay with that. So I had to put my pride and ego to the side and realize I have weaknesses and gaps. And I said, I got to fulfill this. As soon as I said that, Cullen, my partner Cullen reaches back out to me. We hadn't talked in a year or so. He says, hey, man, I'm looking to get back into the game with entrepreneurs. I said, hey, I got a problem. He said, oh, that's easy. So we got together and now he's fulfilling that part and fixing it. I put my mission above pride and ego because people don't, don't do that. They put their ego and their pride above their mission And I just humbled myself and said, I have gaps and weaknesses and I got to fill them. So now we get people attention through podcasting. And now we also help them leverage that attention.
1: All right. So let's talk about podcasting then. Okay. We're on a podcast. Let's talk about podcasting. Why why should someone consider a podcast?
0: Well, first of all, going on shows, I would start first as a guest before you start your own show.
1: This is just my opinion. I might be
0: right. might be wrong. It's the C-Rock experience I'm sharing with you. Is <laughs> that what you did? Experience. Did yes. you do that? You, yeah, you I went, went on, on the show on? first. Okay. And I realized the power of it. When I went on, I was being interviewed. Number one, I felt great. I was like, holy cow, people want to ask me questions. <laughs> yeah, Confidence went through the roof. Uh, when I had that content, then I said, holy cow, now I have, I have uh, credibility authority. Mm-hmm. And I also realized what Gary Vee and Grant were doing is taking and repurposing. Yep. Yeah. And I didn't know that before. I didn't think about that. I'm like, how do they produce all this content? Gary V wouldn't even do a podcast. A lot of times he would just go on the street and have somebody that wasn't a podcast host, a novice ask him questions. Right? So that when I started going on shows, I didn't care if it was a big show. I didn't care if they had an audience. Other people's audience is great. That's icing on the cake. I wanted to be interviewed so that I have content. And then I made sure I stuck it in people's faces that I wanted to see it. I didn't rely on the show host, like the show host, the show to put it in front of people. I took responsibility and I made sure everybody saw it so that I became omnipresent to the people that I wanted to become omnipresent to. And that's that's important. And one more point I'll say. You know Grant Cardone? If you go to your neighbor and ask who Grant Cardone is, they'll say, oh, no, yeah, I don't they don't know, know. But we can't believe that, those yeah. that are in the ecosystem, because we see him everywhere. Right. He did that on purpose. It's targeting, right? So you find your avatar, your prospect, and you make sure that they don't get away from you. And their neighbor may not know who you are, but it doesn't matter because you're not going after their neighbor for your business anyway. Yeah, So podcasting allows you to do all that, plus Google search optimization. Forget about it. Like I don't even care about my website that much. All the shows that I'm ever on, if somebody ever wants to do business with me, they Google Mike Searock, all the shows are there. And instant an authority.
1: So, yeah, they're like, wow, this guy's been all over the place. Trust authority, mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay, so to that point of doing other people's shows, right, uh, I love this, actually, because I learned that at uh, 10X. That was mm-hmm. one of the big things that stuck out to me was other people's stages. Yeah. other. I came yep. back. And I ran home. I said, hey, Mark, yep. other people's stages. Yep. That's other people's the first stages. thing he said. Right? <laughs> I was like, we've been doing it wrong this whole time. Yep. You're trying to build an audience and trying to do yeah. it. like That's great. Leverage. Right? Yeah. But yeah. but if I can go leverage somebody else's audience and mm-hmm. leverage their years and years and years of work right, and get on other people's stages, then I will you know i'll do it so much faster
0: well you must be somebody if somebody wants to interview you right. that's what people's perception is right even if it's all, by the way all celebrities manufactured all celebrities manufactured social media celebrity it's all manufactured i mean unless you go viral for some crazy thing everybody has their success manufactured and people don't realize that that's a game that's being played mm-hmm. and if you're not willing to play the game or you don't know the rules of the game you can't compete with those that are playing the game so
1: so i got a question on this on this note right I was thinking about this and I, and the reason why I got to thinking about it, Dave Meltzer does this actually, mm-hmm. where he'll take podcasts that he's been on and he'll put it on the playbook. Right. And so I'm like, could you do a podcast, your own podcast, like the C rock show, but it's all it is is interviews from other people's things. And you take them and you just, you yeah. ask permission, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you would ask permission to yeah. repurpose it onto yours. And so mm-hmm. all it is, is, interviews of other people's shows yeah but this is even better
0: even better when you go on someone else's show at the end of the show you say i'm giving a secret sauce should i give them everything yeah 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 um so so you should you should say hey do you mind if i have the raw content of this Mm -hmm. because look i know you guys are going to do your thing with repurposing but if we had double the content imagine what that would be my team will work on this too and we'll promote your show yeah they always send it yeah i take the content i don't
1: put it on my show i just make clips because, mo- look, you. you, you but got- I'm talking about repurposing the actual yeah, audio yeah. or video yeah. to be its own podcast for you. But-
0: yeah, but that's not, that's not as good as clips because remember people's well, attention span. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do that in addition. I'm, a, I'm an and guy, not an or guy.
1: Right, right? and.
0: But, but the that's more powerful right. thing is reels, YouTube shorts, mm-hmm. all that's TikToks. And then you can target, specifically target, and it's not a lot of money to target a certain audience. And stick it in their face so that every time they go on social, they're seeing Trevor. Every time they say Trevor, Uh, Trevor. Trevor, I'm so sick of seeing Trevor.
1: So like if I went on, okay, so if, if, for instance, let's say I went on Grant's show, right? What you're saying is take those clips, okay, and then target it to Grant's audience?
0: Your avatar. My avatar. Who you want to see it. I got Your customer, your ideal customer. And then you become omnipresent to your ideal customer. You don't care about their neighbor. You don't care about their wife. You don't care about their kids, whatever. It's only the people that you want to do business with. Mm-hmm. And you make sure that you're in front of them all the time so they, they get sick of it or they buy from you.
2: So <laughs> let's say somebody's starting out, right? They're 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 starting to get their content out there on other people's shows, right? Mm-hmm. If they're listening in here, follow the advice. Um, at that point, now they're starting to produce some content of their own, mm-hmm. whether it's shorts or reels or whatever. SEO – You had mentioned that is also key. Like, are you guys doing that on your own? Do you outsource it? What what would you say to somebody starting out? Because they're not going to have a full SEO platform, obviously.
0: Well, when you're first starting out, it depends on if you have a budget, right? If you have a company that you're already generating revenue from and now you're deciding to produce content, you take some of that revenue and have a budget for that, and I would get team to do it. Okay. If you're just a solopreneur and you're starting out, you got to do it yourself. You got to figure it out yourself. And it's good that you do that anyway, because now when you hire team, you understand. Like what the process is, and you can tell if they're, you know, pulling your leg or not. If they're taking longer, they're not doing something right, and they try to give you an excuse. You kind of know what's going on. So it just depends on what scenario you're in, you know. Okay. But yeah, but I'm always, always going towards team. Like I want a team to do it. Yeah. I don't want to have to do any anything I can do to figure out how I can put some money towards it, reinvest in myself. It's well worth the investment, and I, I'd rather focus on what I'm good at.
1: Well, and it know? allows you uh, to do what you're doing right now. Right? Exactly. Which yep. is where the real money's made, mm-hmm. which is creating that content, getting yep. behind the microphone, yep. getting your message out there. If you were constantly behind a computer editing videos or whatever, yeah. You no know, nah. Nah, nah, you wouldn't be here thing. on this podcast and right nah. now. Exactly. <laughs> right,
0: right. Now you gotta do you gotta do what you're good at and what you wanna be doing, and you gotta let the people do their thing that that uh, you know that are good at that. So I have a team and now we just actually acquired a content company. So now I'm gonna do my content through my company and now we also can help other people with their content. So
1: let's talk real quick. Um because podcasting is the name of the game. So what are some I guess ways that people if they have an existing podcast like like our show, right? If I wanted to take my show to that next level, what would you what would you say to somebody like me?
0: It depends on your goals with the show. So my goal with my show right now is to get people on the show that could be possible clients okay okay Okay. so it's top of funnel now so i'm going to give them exposure give them an opportunity to be on the show learn about them um, I can ask any questions I want to build a relationship with them.
1: Make them the star. And, make them feel and good. And now we have
0: – anybody that comes on your show, you, you develop a relationship. Ask them, them questions right? about their family. Yeah, yeah make exactly. Make them think you care. No, no, no. I, I do. <laughs> now you sold a car. Do care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do
2: care. Uh, that up, was make an make old commercial no, back in the day. I, I remember. The badger. Yeah, but, but no, anyway.
0: yeah, no, it's what you do though. So that's, that's one opportunity. The other <laughs> opportunity is if you want it for entertainment purposes – like Joe Rogan, that's different. Yeah, right? yeah. He's doing it for entertainment purposes. Okay. And to blow up his brand. For me, at first I wasn't sure what I wanted the podcast to be about. I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring great guests on to be blow up the brand or entertainment. But now I figured out, you know what, the way to monetize my podcast is make it top of funnel. And it's gonna make more than having a sponsor or blowing up my brand and being a, for entertainment, to me, I'd, I'd rather do it this I way. I
1: think a yeah. lot of people go thinking sponsors and like, I want to monetize the podcast itself. Yep. But there's so many ways to monetize, like you were talking about. I mean, what if you're not getting sponsors, but to your point, you're bringing on your ideal client mm-hmm. and now you're, you know, doing more business that way.
0: And a lot of our people that we're having guests now have a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so we want to build our network up for our clients to go on their shows. Mm-hmm. So we're doing it for that reason too. Yeah. And I, I can't even count the money my podcast makes now. It's, uh,
2: it's Well, it's, it's an weird. extension. It depends on what the podcast, right, the focus of the podcast is, right because you've got a podcast that's linked with your business, right, mm-hmm. and it's for a business purpose. And then you've got, like, to your point, entertainment mm-hmm. um, or how-to, right, those types of podcasts. So um, those are, I think, easier to look at a sponsorship and the monetization route of, of what the public can generate versus, like, if it's tied to the business, obviously – you're trying to generate revenue for that business and you're using the podcast as, as an extension of that. Yeah. So well, different focus. A right? lot
0: of people get mixed up. Um, Grant, talked, so I keep bringing him Grant up because I learned a lot from him, but he talks about this thing where a lot of people want to be famous, mm. but then they forget that the money is the most important part. If you're in business, right. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta go where the money is. And so for me, yeah, at first I was like, yeah, I want to be like, who knows? I don't, am not Chet Rogan, but like somebody like a show like that. Right. But that's not where the money is right now. When you first start out, you're not going to get the money. Mm. So do the thing that gets the money, and then later on, you can do that if you want to.
1: So here's so. a conversation I'd like to have, and it's about controversial subjects, right? Because what I'm noticing is most of the podcasts right now that are yeah. blown up, right, yep. that are doing really successful, uh, a lot of them, you know, they're having these edgy conversations, right? Mm-hmm. As where a podcast like ours, where we kind of stay away maybe from some of those and we just kinda yep. like dig into some other topics, right? It reminds uh, me of clubhouse. like people people don't care as much. Like you come across that real, if I'm not talking about some crazy stuff, yep. right? Yep. People don't care as much so it doesn't get blown up. Yep. Right? Yep. So should we lean in? Should we should we just find out where is our comfort level in those conversations? What, what what's your advice there?
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just like that when we're on Clubhouse, the rooms that blow up are the toxic rooms, the, the ones rooms that are, that are crazy that that, yeah. that are <laughs> you know yeah somebody puts a stake in the ground and or there's arguments and yeah. but at the end of the day what's your goal? It's just right. entertainment value, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it if is. you're doing it for entertainment, yeah. yeah. But but if you're doing things the right way like we're trying to do them, um, you're better off having a smaller audience of people that really care about what you're talking about.
1: Right, niche. You know?
0: Yeah. And really unworthy. bringing them value. It's not all about the the the, the quality or Quantity—it's more about the quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. A more important thing. I mean, we the, see this on Clubhouse all yeah, the time. You say it all the niches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. that's the way I look at it. Sometimes I get caught up in it though. Like I'm thinking to myself, like I, I do. I just—I I should just go off and tell them people like really what I think and yeah, you know. but
1: Well, I've thought about the reason I'm bringing this up. I've thought about you know bringing in you know trending topics uh specifically to ask my guests because you know there's. Things that I'm sure, if I'm seeing them, they're trending. You're seeing them too. What do you want, so, what, what
0: are your thoughts? Well, tell me. What do you want to? Let's what are you your thoughts on Andrew Tate? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think he's got a lot of good points. He speaks he speaks his mind. Yeah. I like real people. Yeah. So I want to know what people are like. I don't I don't want fake people around me. I want people to tell me what they really think, and I can be the judge if I want to hang out with them or not. Right. Yeah. I don't like I don't like thinking people are good or bad. I like to think people are people. They do what they do. And just be real with me so I know if we're in you know, the same tribe or not. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. So Andrew Tate, he tells it like it is. He shares his opinion. Whether I agree with some of the stuff he says or not, yeah, I agree with some of the stuff he says. Some I don't. And uh, I just appreciate that as his honesty. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way I look at it.
1: Yeah, I agree. The, uh, I don't agree with everything he says, but some of the stuff he says is uh, it's the delivery. The guy's actually very articulate. Um, he's – He's a good speaker. Yeah. I would say he's a very, very good communicator. Obviously, he was like the number one Googled person yeah. on the planet for a lot of his communication. So he's he's a very, very good communicator. Um, you know, again, I don't I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says, but um
2: Yeah, I, I read something recently and, and maybe it was just an online article or something like that, but they were talking about how and this was around the Bud Light thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um the Anheuser Busch thing and, and yeah, Bud yeah. Light and all that. So um and it was Man, I, and I, I wish I knew who it was. It was Buffett or, you know, somebody super wealthy and super, you know, influential. And their comment was, you know, don't don't take a stance on things like that if you're in business. Right? Didn't, so, so there's, it, it, there's it, it, a balance. Hold, hold on. Who end, was right? it?
1: I think it was Jordan. Didn't Jordan say uh, conservatives buy shoes too? Somebody said that. Maybe something. Yeah, yeah, yeah like talking extent, about like Nike, like, hey, you're po- like, don't
0: going too far one you, way.
1: Yeah, like don't get political. Conservatives yeah, right, buy yeah, shoes right. too. Like, yeah, like yeah. we need to sell shoes to well, everybody. I think it's a
0: risk-reward thing. I think there's yeah. sometimes where if you do go that, that way one, one way or the other and you lean one way really hard, it's a risk-reward thing. Sometimes it could – I think Nike did good with Colin Kaepernick. When mm. that thing went off, I think, that, I think they, they – They managed they, it well, yeah. Yeah. I think so. And there was somebody behind that. I uh, forget the lady's name. And she did a good job with that. But then the person that did the Bud Light thing – well, that's what risk I'm risk saying. <laughs> you,
1: you speak to everybody. You speak to nobody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you got to know what your lane is and know what your brand is well, and Bud know Light's, what your mission yeah, is. Bud, my, Bud
0: Light went down the wrong lane. They're like, we want to. That's hey, not hey, Bud Light's they, lane. Right. Yeah. That's right. right.
1: Yeah. They're like, well, everybody drinks beer, so we'll speak to everybody. No. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that no. wasn't your audience. Right. 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 So they pissed off
1: their audience. Yep. yep. And then they got crushed. Yeah.
0: So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I just, uh, the reason I bring it up is, I mean, you know, there's a balance. There's definitely sometimes about sometimes you're right you just got to put it out there you just got to yeah. be real put it out there take a stance um, and i think it comes down to what venue right are you in what's the show is the show for that or not yeah right well i had just been thinking about it
1: right i'm just trying to think of new creative ways to put some energy into the show you know and like adding in some conversations some talking points getting some perspective on trending topics that are you know, everybody's talking about already getting it from the guests right Mm -hmm. because everybody wants to hear it like that's what i love about joe rogan right because joe rogan will talk to somebody i don't know let's say he brings on tyson you're not talking to tyson about his fights no he's talking to tyson about some crazy off-the-wall alien stuff you know what i mean like some weird crazy stuff that you're like (laughs) in the conversation you want to hear that from tyson you're like Wow, Tyson's thoughts yeah. on aliens. What a weird conversation, yeah. right? Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's what I love about it. He's not talking to him about like, okay, we've been talking about what you do in your podcast yeah. and all of this, but what if I asked you some weird question Give about? Me something. Give me something. I don't know, Mark. What do you think? Just you ask him some weird question. I mean, off the wall.
2: What do you think about <laughs> Kim Jong Il? Right. In Un, uh, Korea, I, I don't know. I mean, like North Korea. What's going on with these North Koreans? It's crazy The way North you Koreans. said that. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you on that the one. The way man. you said his name, bro. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, you can come I, up with a
0: better one, man. Yeah I, no, yeah, I don't know if you're he doesn't, on he on going stuff. off the rails. <laughs> yeah, <I mean.
1: laughs> Oh,
0: <dang. laughs> Yeah, so aliens. You want to talk about aliens? You want to talk about, like, you know, I don't know, man. But uh, No, it's all good, that, man. I
1: just thought it was uh, interesting. I'd love to hear, you know, your feedback on... Do you advise people or talk to people about these things with their podcasts or mm-hmm. when they're going on to podcast? Should uh, – should okay, let's say, for instance, should uh, I be coached up if I'm going on a bunch of podcasts? Should I be uh, aware and ready to have some some edgy conversation just in case? Can I,
0: can I share something with you guys? <laughs> yeah, go for it. So I was interviewing a guy the other day. I'm not going to say any names, of course. Okay, go for it. And I brought up Trump. Okay. And it's because this guy was in New York City. Mm-hmm. and I said I was wondering what New Yorkers think of Trump when he's this, this guy's up there all the time. I, I, don't, I don't know what they think because Trump's from New York. I just want to hear a different view. And uh, they didn't want that on the show. <laughs> and When I asked the question, I could tell he was uncomfortable, so he asked me to <laughs> edit the show afterwards and take that part out. I was like, nah, no problem. But I knew he was uncomfortable with it, but I didn't think it was that big a deal because I said, not your opinion, but what are the opinions that you're hearing on the streets of New mm-hmm. York, most New Yorkers? And, uh, and he, di- he didn't, like, care for that too much. So, so that's I a, a little scary. You take a shot, though. You take a risk. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a little scary, though, when people are not comfortable sharing their own opinions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and I guess that's where it's my own insecurity why I'm asking this question. It's 100%. my own insecurity because... I am. I do have some fears that if there's a lot of conversations, I'd love to get, I get into some of those clubhouse rooms where you're in yeah, there, yeah. bro, you won't see me talk. Yeah. I, you'll be up there <laughs> Well, we bantering, we, I know. We went through it recently. Oh yeah? Yeah, we went through it recently.
0: So there's- there's you had a good one? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I speak my mind a lot, but- um, I know you do. I'll be in
1: there quiet, what, just listening.
0: What happens though sometimes is people twist your words. Oh. And you know, if I'm not talking about you, yeah. but I'm talking about a topic and you feel guilty about something, you feel bad about something you've done
1: Yeah.
0: And you feel like I'm talking to you, mm. but I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about somebody else. That's not my problem.
2: Yeah. That's just personal. So, it's just they're, they're taking it personal. Yeah.
0: They're taking it because they know it's their problem. They're, they're dealing with something. I'm not dealing with it. I'm not even talking about you, mm. but they take that and then they go and run with it. And then they say, it's not even them. Sometimes it might be somebody in the room that, oh, so-and-so was talking about you. Mm. So you got that stuff too, when you're I've on shows that. and podcasts and somebody hears something they might think they're, but there's a lot of insecurities in the world. Right. And when people are insecure, they think it applies to them. Mm-hmm. And if it applies to you, good, maybe you needed to hear it.
2: Mm. Maybe, maybe you just need a really good disclaimer. Really good <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about
0: this person, this person, and this person. And I actually opinions. find myself doing that sometimes. Yeah, I'll say something and I'm like, I remember so-and-so getting mad and I'm like, and I'm not talking about these guys because these are guys are my friends. Yeah. <laughs> like you, know, it's so crazy. Yeah, it really we live, is.
1: We live in a crazy world and then and then people will take a, a clip. Out of context. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. And twist it and make it look like you're, you're Satan or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I haven't had that happen to me yet. So thank God. Have you had anybody take any of that? Like your, you know, reels clips, anything, and just kind of twist you up for a bit.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't remember a specific one, but, yeah, you're always dealing with it. I don't care. So, so you Unless,
1: haven't made it. I, you haven't really made it until somebody's I, hating on you, right? I don't care. You don't care? <laughs> I
0: really don't care. I had somebody I mean, hate on I'm me. I'm so they- confident. No, listen. I'm so confident in my mission, and I know that I'm so convicted in what I'm trying to do with all people who are unstoppable to live in a life of their dreams. I'm, I'm so committed to that. Nobody's going to sway me off of that. Mm. And I have more certainty than anyone when it comes to that. So I don't care. Mm. They're going to give up on that, whatever they're confused on before I give up on my, my certainty. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think people need to lean into their certainties more because the person that's, you know, the more certain will always win because other people will give up. They'll, they'll find something else to go on to, mm-hmm. you know,
2: this is, I guess, in the context of this part of the conversation, right? Being authentic, being genuine, being yourself and like following your own path. But we talked about, and one of the questions that we had prepared was relationship capital, right? Forging relationship capital. So, You know there's can you talk about how you balance like the one side but also then forging those relationships because there might be some people that you alienate and that's okay we've talked about that you're like hey those people are going to hold you back so yeah talk to us about how you're forging those relationships and you know how that that process and forging those relationships finding the right relationships can propel your your well first
0: of all so i have a vision very clear vision i have a mission And I have my core values. And then when I go to meet people, if they don't align with any of those, we don't hang out. Mm. It's it's either towards or way, building, destroying, binary decision, no confusion, Mm -hmm. makes me make decisions fast. And I put my stake in the ground with those vision, mission, core values. I'm very clear with it. I promote it to people. And if they don't like
1: it, they don't hang around.
0: Simple as that. That's how I do it,
1: (laughs) and all you're doing is you're attracting the people that should be there in the first place. Right, more of those. It it
0: it it does create an attraction model. We talk about this a lot. We want to create an attraction model, and we want to attract the right people. And how do you do it? You stand firm in your values, mission, and core values, and uh, and uh, vision, and it makes life so much easier, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not second guessing things.
2: It's similar to what we, Trevor and I were talking about this this morning, um, in a sales environment right when you're in front of somebody and the more excited you are and the more like you know gung-ho you are about it and the more that they're leaning backwards right yeah 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 Yeah. very quickly go that route and so i think to your point i mean you if you're doing you've got your strategy and you're doing you people will lean into you and those that don't i mean that's well not only
0: that when you're i want to speak to that if you don't mind on sales you need to be just above the emotional tone of the person you're selling to if you're exhilarated and they're mm-hmm. bored, they won't get you, right? So you want to be just above them. That's a, that's a crucial part of sales. Um, so you, when you're talking to people and you're building rapport with them, you're really, to me, I'm identifying where they are on an emotional tone scale. Mm-hmm. And when I find out where they are, I'm going to meet them here, and I'm going to pull them up. Mm. But you can't pull somebody up from up here. Ooh. So, man, I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah, to get them with that, <laughs> get that mic drop right there.
1: Yeah, that's good, man, because, yeah, um, Mark, I love you, bro, but you tend to get a little excited. (laughs) He gets in in them calls, man. He gets all just like premature. (laughs) Hey, man, you know, it's cool. I'm just passionate. Yeah, no, it's passion, passion, right? Well, I mean, maybe in that environment you can uh, excuse yourself, tell them up front, say, hey, you're going to have to excuse me. I get real passionate about certain things. So, you know, yeah, be aware, self-awareness about who you are because – um and it was something i had to learn too when i first got into financial services because i came from the automotive industry where you're you selling the sizzle you did have to be really good at like presenting mm-hmm. and you know you'll be a good presenter and i got into financial services and i was like man the more i'm doing this the more people are like i ain't buying uh-huh i am not buying like Sales whatever you're selling i'm not buying yeah <laughs> so i had to learn wait a minute less is more actually just ask really good questions if you're mm-hmm. a good question uh asker then You know, you're getting them to think, you're getting them to self-identify and to tell you the problem. And then you just kind of recap and say, okay, if I, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you said was X, Y, and Z. So if I can do X, Y, and Z, put this thing together, we ready to rock and roll? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Boom. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So asking really good questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some books. Okay. So you said, uh, 10 X rule. Yeah. Right.
0: Mainly for that one th- that one thing though,
1: for the for the dream big.
0: Val no valid no no that okay. that's that's part of that's the big part of that book. I okay. think for me it was the validation thing of, uh, if you're thinking big, you're not crazy and the people around you are just confused. Mm, okay, that gave you the yeah, validation yeah, yeah, right.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that one's is... that everybody else was crazy and and you were you were the one mm-hmm. on track, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. What are some other uh, books that have been big inspirations for you?
0: Dan Martell's book, "Buy Back Your Time," it's okay. a really good one. It's newer, and I would say the other one besides the Bible, right? I've read that back to front, right? That's a best business book. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, it's got all kinds of lessons in it. People do, people don't like, shy away from it because oh, that's church. No, like, listen, it's 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 legit. Yeah. Um, well, let's dive into that. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah. This
1: is a faith based show. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems you know lately that. The faith-based stuff is uh, a little bit under attack. What are your thoughts? Now, well,
0: anything that works is
1: under attack. Okay. So
0: sometimes us as Christians, we we play the victim a lot of times. Like, we're under attack. We're being persecuted. It's not just Christians. It's not just religion. It's anything that works. Okay? The things that don't want it to work will mm-hmm. go against it and persecute it. Okay? So you'll have things that work, and you'll have big pharma going against it. Mm. Right? Right? Like you, you have holistic medicine and and all these different things like natural healing, and they get shut down, and they get persecuted too. So I think as you know, as a Christian myself, I think that we need to stop playing victim mm-hmm. because we're not the only ones that get persecuted. We, we just have something that works, and it should validate the fact that we have something that works. Yeah, and then lean into it. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, I just think also too that um, you know we're not speaking enough again. What I was talking uh, uh, earlier about is afraid to speak out on certain subjects or thinking it, but not speaking it.
0: Wait a minute. So, when somebody comes at you, persecution, whatever, mm-hmm. most, I would say 100% of the time, <laughs> it's because they have something they feel bad about. They've mm-hmm. done something and subconsciously they feel like they've done something.
1: Hurt people. So, we're hurt talking people?
0: about, well, when we're talking about the Bible, we're talking about something that works, whatever the case is, they come at you because. They're lashing out to try to redirect from the things that they feel bad about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's what happens. And so if you just approach it this way, when somebody comes at you about your religion, whatever it is, what'd you do? Did you do something? Mm. And be like, no, well, I didn't do anything. What do you mean? No, I don't know. I don't, it just seems like you might be feel bad about something
1: mm.
0: and then just, and then they'll get, they get off of you. Mm. It's amazing. So there's little tricks I've learned.
1: So so this this kind of reminds me of a, a experience I had actually online where I got a DM uh, from this lady, and she was real concerned because I was connected to somebody who I really don't even know who they were. I'm just connected yeah. to them on LinkedIn, yeah. right? Yeah. She was real concerned because of something that they posted and just wanted to make sure I knew, hey, this person is uh, <laughs> posting hate speech and stuff, and you ought to be really careful and this, that, and the other. And I said, okay thank you i appreciate you. thank you <laughs> thanks for looking out for me <laughs> yeah. right you know, I'm thinking in my head I didn't ask you to look out for me but yeah, thank yeah. you I appreciate that yeah. so tell me what it was that they posted like let me you know let me make that conclusion for myself I appreciate it you yeah, know? let yeah. me see it anyways and uh she shared it with me and my viewpoints actually were more in alignment with what he posted
0: uh-huh
1: right and it wasn't hate speech uh it was actually more about um freedom of speech yeah right and anyways and uh when i just told her i was like hey you know i'm sorry like you know and and she was like oh i see where you stand i see how you are and like blocked me and i'm like good that's
0: it that's, that's the a perfect example of what we we're talking about so you don't need to cut people off in your life
1: Ooh, you don't need to let
0: you don't need to, they'll cut themselves they'll off, cut themselves yeah. off. Yeah. and we're the gonna... other thing is i would have just said thank you i'll pray for him that's what I would have said to mm. her. And then you would have pleased her. She would have, she would have been gone. Mm. You
2: know?
1: <laughs> I wanted to see, you know what I mean? I'm of yeah. curiosity. Well, no, you I could, wanted to know.
0: No, no, no. But you could have said that. And she could have said, well, he said this. Yeah. And you could have said, well, you know what? Thank you. I'll, I'll pray for him. Mm. And you. <laughs> I'll pray for the both of you. <laughs> no, you
1: know, it was just, it was interesting. I was like, yeah. wow. Okay. This is where we're going with this cancel culture stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It's so, yeah. Well, let's talk about that for real quick. we got a couple yeah, more minutes culture. in here. Let's talk about cancel culture and the division. What do you think, uh, C Rock, for president? What do we? What, do, what does C Rock need to do to, to bring this country together, man, and unify some things?
0: Oh uh, man, uh, <laughs> it's above my pay grade, man. It's above my pay grade. No, you know, here's the thing. The way I look at it, okay, with politics and everything, I have my thoughts. However, I cannot control the game that's put before us. Hmm. So, whether it's Democrats, Republicans. Big Pharma, vaccine, all this other stuff. There's a game that's presented to you in front of you. I just want to win the game.
1: Mm. So I don't
0: care what, the, what, what who it is. Let me figure out how I can win that game. I love that. And so I take that approach instead of, I don't like this person. Can you believe these people? The country's going to heck. You know? I, I don't think that way. I think, how can I win this game?
1: I love that. So it's like, think about it like Monopoly, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, you don't care about the community chest Okay, yep. and the chance cards, right? That's like community chess is like the Republicans and the chance are like uh, yeah. the Democrats, right? You don't care, yep. right? You just are trying to win the game. You're trying to get the hotels, man. Just win the game. You, I want, s- you want boardwalk and park place. That's what you want. Yeah.
2: I see it as, <laughs> as something that I say all the time, which is worry about the things that you can control, and that's your attitude and your activity, right? A lot of that stuff you, you can't control, but you can play the game, cool. and you can win at the game. Right, you can have a positive attitude, and you can be active and drive towards the goal and win the game. So that's
0: get another mic ready. I got to tell you something. Yeah, let's go. Something <laughs> uh, So let me add something to that, <sighs> Mark. So let's what about this? You. What about the fact that you have intentions in your life? You have a vision. That sets what you pay attention to. Intention leads to attention. Attention leads to validation, and validation creates existence in your universe. You create. So we have this big universe we're all in but we each have our own little world or big world, depending on the person you create your world or universe by what you pay attention to.
1: It's so and true.
0: So you don't have to pay attention it, to some of the stuff because intention,
2: attention, 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 attention vali- exista- existence, validation, validation, existence, existence. Yeah. yeah. This is
1: how people talk about manifesting things, yes. right? They talk about, yes. you know, yep. I manifested, I wrote down my goals and I talked a bit. It's exactly what you said because they, you know, mm-hmm. their intention, attention,
0: Validation, validation. Existence.
1: Existence. Is that formula in your book?
0: No, that was after the book. That's like Rocket Fuel 2.0. That's Rocket Fuel yeah, 2. Yeah, that's 2.0. 2.0. That's
1: 2.0. Coming soon. Yeah. Coming nice, on. nice. Okay, so um, before we wrap things up, we got a few more minutes in here. Uh, tell us about the driving force behind That one agency, I want to know the driving force that that made you start to create that. And then where can listeners find more about your agency if they want to connect and and get on some shows?
0: Well, that and the number one agency, that the number one agency.com is where you can go to check us out. But so we were called people building at first because I'm always been a people builder. And I just, for some reason, it wasn't getting to the level I wanted it to the brand. I wanted to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to be that one today. Mm. Like that one. You know, when you're talking about a movie and you're talking to your friends, what's that one movie? What's that one actress's name? What's that one rapper's name? What's that one guy's name? And so, so you mean forgettable? That one. No. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Because
1: if you're going that one, <laughs> but everybody what's forgets to, No, no, no. I'm thinking everybody forget-
0: forgets, <laughs> but that one, but you're you're singling that one out. It doesn't have to be the best. Yeah. Okay. It's not about being the best. It's about being that unique one. and you're you're that one. Yeah. It's not the best though. But you because to me, it's like you start thinking about who's the best and all that it's it's doesn't matter it's unique different in business you want to differentiate yourself Mm -hmm. that's what's key it's not the best it's differentiation if you're not differentiating then you're just a commodity and like when you're in the financial services business i was in the mortgage business it's a commodity and sometimes it's the race to who's got the lowest fees Mm. who can get me the most return who just who just it's it's not it's like there's no differentiation and i didn't i didn't like that in the mortgage business so that's where i created that one and now we want to make people feel like that one and everything that we do
1: so what is it for you that would be that differentiator for you
0: for well for me or for the company which yeah. one yeah for me i'm just listen i'm a guy that doesn't stop and doesn't quit i do quit bad things but i don't stop <laughs> i mean i'm unstoppable like i just go i just i just i don't know man i'm just Unstoppable force. I think well, you're also it. just a cool guy,
1: man. Can I say yeah. that? Yeah, thank you. Like you, you are. You. I'll take that. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know. Yeah, no, it's like them. when you
2: see somebody and you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool, dude. That's a you yeah. cool. know you're, you yeah. know
1: when you connect to certain energies. Yeah. You know, I like your energy. Yeah. I, you know, it's we've been vibe, connected. Man. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, speak to that, right? About how you can attract your tribe.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I believe in vibrational energy and all that, man. Mm-hmm. I really understand quantum physics and quantum resonance now. I studied that, and and I it's not a, it's not a surprise to me when things happen. Uh, people come, in, you know, we'll be talking about someone, and all of a sudden the phone will ring, or they'll pop up, and a lot of times you're like oh, shocked, right? like this must be a coincidence, but it's not. We put a lot of those coincidence things up on a pedestal, and it's like, oh man, I can't believe that happened. When really you should believe that it happened because it's quantum resonance. It's quantum physics. It's it's the way it works. Frequencies resonate. They stick together. They pull together, and the other ones repel each other.
1: Well, that's I. When we first got in the clubhouse, right? Yeah. Like when it first opened up, that's when I could really feel that right? Mm-hmm. For those of you that are, are tuning in and you don't know what Clubhouse is, it's an audio only app. It's like a live, like a, like think about a live stream, but audio only okay? chat rooms yeah. kind of thing. And so, you know, everybody's in there talking and stuff like that. And that's where I could literally, um, feel that energy, right? When somebody's speaking and it's just, mm-hmm. it's literally audio only and you're going, wow, I don't like this person's energy. I don't like this person's tone. I don't like yeah. the way that, you know, yeah. Well, the sound, the sound waves. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very interesting stuff, man. Yeah. Well, C-Rock, yeah. man, I just appreciate you. It's been a, a pleasure uh, getting to know you over these last few years, man. Same, man. And Thank I you. know we're going to do some more big things together. Like, I just know it. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. It's crazy that this is the first time we've ever met in no, person. person. Yeah, we just dump out all the rest the <laughs> <Yeah>. like here. <laughs> but uh, like I know we're going to do some big things, man. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your agency and what you're doing, you. helping people get on stages so they can share their story, make more income, make a little bit more cash flow, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's what this show is all about, helping people with that stuff. So, man, uh, yeah. I'm all about it. Anything I can do to serve the mission, man, we Thank appreciate you.
0: you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks for listening to the Who You Know Show podcast. My name is Trevor Houston, and if you've enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing wherever you listen, and leave us a positive review to help us keep the mics on in the studio. Until next week, that's the show. It's all about who you know.